Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Music Challenge Podcast, where every week, three music-loving friends sit down and talk brass tacks about the music that has touched our lives. This season on the Music Challenge Podcast, we'll be talking about our formative four, the four albums that set us on our personal musical journeys. Where did your musical journey begin? Let us know who your formative four are. We'll be featuring listener selections along the way, and we just may feature your groundbreaking music grails. The albums that started it all for you and what you're listening to now. Let us know what we're missing out on and what we can be listening to. Email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for weekly episodes featuring some of the most influential albums of our past, present, and future. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the latest episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. I want you to say hello to my co-host, Jed. Howdy, everyone. And to my lower center is Rob. Hey, guys. So we're obviously all on the Zoom because of the uh, pandemic, COVID-19 alerts. And we're trying to be nice. And uh, you know us. We don't like to break rules, you know. Luckily, but we're not made, breaking those rules. We're trying not to spread spread COVID nineteen. Well, we don't want to break those rules, no. Um, so, in any but case, we break some rules. Yeah, we're just on Zoom. Well, the thing is, they made our rules legal, um, so we're just on Zoom. You're and, right. Good point, Drew. And kicking it, and uh, so uh, should we do another episode of what have you been listening to? What's on Let's the do box? It. What's on the box? All right. Uh, where, where, where are you pointing? Do you want me to start right. this one? Yeah, jump in. Rob, I feel like you, you have something to talk about. The, so, again, I'm going to mention Mac, but I, um, I, what else? What else? I, I didn't even have anything off, to, off top of my head, and you went to me, and I asked you to go to me. And I don't, um, doesn't that sound nuts? GSOP, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. Did you say VSOP? Um, no, although, although I have been listening to some quicksand, which is a throwback, um, from sure. the 90s. New York hardcore scene, yeah, like uh, early 90s, but you know, familiar with Helmet of that ilk, <clears throat> Tulasco almost. Mm-hmm. Um, tight, like hardcore. Um, really never spinning was a off. helmet fan, that's for sure. Dude, helmet is a freaking treasure. I saw them really? on thank or the the day before Thanksgiving. Absolutely, Paige Hamilton is a stud. Yeah, it I would have. I, like, I would have gone. I would. I would go see Helmet for sure. Really, because their single they're was so great. Silly. Okay, all right. I mean, it's it's one of the ones where the single put me off so bad. I never. Really, never touched. You need to you need to peel into some helmet. Wow, I'm glad we talked about this. And this other band I'm discussing, Quicksand. Um, this album's called Manic Depression. No, Manic Compression. No, no Manic okay. Compression. Oh, and it's okay. amazing. Just like that New York hardcore tight. Like it's it's cool. It's really cool. What genre are we referring to? 
So it's like post-punk, hardcore. Like, you okay, know. Or, okay. Yeah. So, so we, are we talking like so we were talking, type stuff or? No, no, no. That's, that's way too like lo-fi and. Um, what does lo-fi mean? I've heard the term twice. You know, it, uh, it, it's a recording. If I played you something that was recorded lo-fi, you'd be like, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, okay. The way Pavement recorded. Um, some Wilco is recorded that way. Um, trying to think who else. Um, some of those bands that, that Mr. Foss listens to, he um, he loves some. He loves him some lo-fi. I mean, I think even like <laughs> Nirvana Bleach might might be considered lo-fi. I oh, think yeah. that was recorded. I, I, feel like I that. think that's lo-fi, right? You know what lo-fi is? Well, I'm more familiar with lo-fi as like an EDM reference to like like oh, so they chill sort of like lo-fi? lofty really? like like mellow like sexy dance music kind of hmm, that's like chill out chill out and get comfy kind of stuff. Huh. Um, but yeah, I don't. I got. I mean, I guess I I know what you're saying. Like, I, there's a certain. It's almost like a thin recording method, but it it it. Makes it sound cool and like done in your closet sort of way. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm gonna bounce out of here really quick, guys. You can you can hold up. There's like chaos in my house at 11:30 right now, and I think a dog maybe shit in my bed or Uh something. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, no worries. We got this. So, Drew. uh, So, Rob, take this away, man. Back to back to helmet. Do me a favor. That's going to be your homework before okay. our next recording. All right. Go back and listen to some helmet. So okay. there's the album that kind of launched them for a minute is called um, Meantime, I believe, and it was great. Super tight musicianship. Paige Hamilton, the guitarist and like brains behind helmet, went to Juilliard and studied classical music and learn drop D tuning and just started writing all this hardcore post hardcore punk cool stuff. Right. And a bunch of stuff spawned from that quicksand being the other one. Um, but you need to listen to some helmets of quicksand. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so what's on the box for you? Uh, it's <clears throat> on the box for me. Um, I tell you what, man, I'm I'm stuck as hell on my OCs, uh, the OCs as they're known as, or, or actually sometimes OCs, sometimes the OCs, sometimes uh, they've bounced around different names. Uh, you know, I love it's when I'm in a mood, I just put that on the on the cars and like just play OCs in random, and it takes care of business for me straightens- it, and i listen i listen to that record i, I can't remember what it's called so oh uh oh well you listen to a different one, web mutilator is what it's called i, I think that's the one it's a really good album though it's amazing amazing it's amazing because it's got fast stuff it's got slow stuff it's got this right kinda, it's got this like so- whispery type stuff but they're still fucking hauling ass and that's the so only three-piece album the long, the long and short of it is, I need to see those motherfuckers live.
Yeah, and they were scheduled. Of course. And we don't know, folks, we don't know when, and it's going to kill us. We're going to get more irritated as time goes. You'll hear it in our voices, is we can't see live music. And this is probably going to be yeah. the longest drought of my lifetime. Andrews, right, of our careers of seeing live music. And it's, yeah. it's a freaking travesty, but it has to be done. Has, has to be, be done. done. Has to be done. And we all have to play ball if we want to win the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Which blows. Because it was, then that's why we're doing the Zoom podcast right now. Is because, you sure. know, we certainly wouldn't choose this, but uh, it's been chosen for us. So, so, and that's a hint. Our favorite bands get to work. Yeah. You're not doing anything. Yeah. Figure no out kidding. some way to play us some live music. Like, over the web, right? Yeah, no kidding. And the OCs did. They played a uh, full set of new music in an empty bar. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, you could tell, they, I mean, tightly, tightly, tightly rehearsed. I mean, this is not a band that goes out there and fucks around for rehearsal. I mean, it's like, sure. I believe there are notes to be hit. And, um, uh, it all basically revolves around this dude, John Dwyer. He's the guitarist, and he can okay. play anything he fucking wants. And he's got so he's a multi instrumentalist, or uh, he can play anything he wants on a guitar. He play anything he wants on a guitar. I can't remember if he plays multi instruments. I don't think he okay. has to. But basically, it's he sets himself up with like he puts together the band around him and calls them the OCs. Kind of like Kevin okay. Parker, just like Kevin <clears throat> sure. It's just like fill yeah. in said right. instrument. Except said you get these dudes who, you know, hang around for five albums or so and stuff like that. You know, it's not like. Sure. And then they're like, all right, I'm tired of playing for eight hours every day to get yeah. it to be. Um, and they're gone. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, but in any case, the energy of their concerts is uh, flat out paint blistering face melting and not only that when you i mean four songs into the thing into the show you think they can't turn it up anymore all of a sudden they can't rock any harder all of a sudden it's like holy shit i guess they can you know i mean that's crazy it's just like oh man they have another gear that no one else has i mean see i i need to see Mr. Falls calls them the best live act in America. And I have. Right. No... And he said that he said that for quite some time, Mr. Foss, you've heard us mention him. Um, great music fan, like a music encyclopedia. We call him audiophile, um, uh, you know, musophile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but he, he contends they're some of the best live stuff around for a long time. They are. And the thing is, I've seen the same thing he has. Except for, I think, one show uh, he saw at the Elbow Room. And, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like, man, make you shit your well, pants. I'm still, right I'm still hanging my hat on Earthless at um, Empty Bottle. Twice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would some, say it's nearly the same experience, almost. That's some blow your head off. Like, oh, I need earplugs for this one. Like. Yeah. I mean, first yeah. time, first time I did it, it was funny. Kevin called me last minute. It was a Saturday night, um, uh, empty bottle, and I had just you had just turned me on to Earthless, right? 
Right. And Kevin texts me and he's like, dude, I got a ticket. You in? I was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. I get to see this. So we get there, um, go have a beer at the dive bar across the street, come back across. Here comes Earthless. And it is like, like, it's like, uh, peeling be- loud. Right. Earthless is being in the Camaro with the T tops off going 120 miles an hour. In that, without giving a fuck. Yeah. With your foot sticking out the window. (laughs) Exactly. Not ever slowing down. You're like, stop. Give me a break. No. No, no. There is absolutely no break in that band whatsoever. I walked up to the bar and I was like, do you sell your plugs? And the bartenders were like throwing them at me. Like, hurry up, put them. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical. Uh, so, that's so the empty bottle will take care of you if it's ridiculously loud. Right on, right on, right on. So Jed, uh, hey, I'm back. Uh, he's back. He's back. Uh, he's back. He's back. Required. I had to he's leave. Back. It required a power drill and uh, <laughs> removing the blades off of a fan that my seven-year-old can now reach the, the wow. thing because she got a loft bed for her birthday. Uh-oh. So now she can reach up and turn a fan on and have it like within you know a foot of her body. So I. Oh, good God. I just had to take the fan blades off. So, so the long and <laughs> short of it is, Jed had to leave, or there was going to be carnage. <laughs> yeah, emergency tool usage. Yeah. So yeah, if you hear people yelling in the background, it's eleven twenty-six, and my kid is still bouncing off the walls. But that's the that's the deal these days. Right on. Being at home all yeah. the time. It's all good. People don't even know what time, what day it is, let alone what time it is right now. Oh, it's yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Know what time it is and know what time it is. But while well, right. we, like, before we so we, on. Uh, we have not even uh, gotten to the album yet. Right. Oh, right on. Uh, <laughs> you guys always have plenty to talk about. Oh, we sure. do. We do. We do. So, um, Rob, please take us into this album. What album are we talking about tonight? All right. So we're, we're talking about Suicidal Tendencies' first album. Um, and this is one of my formative four. And it's not the greatest written album, but it was my introduction to punk music and specifically institutionalized. And I grew up yes. in the west suburbs of Chicago, um, and there was a high school close to home that had a radio station, a student radio station. 
it was great. Low on the dial, tune it in. Sometimes it was fuzzy, but they would play requests within five or 10 minutes. And this is before everybody had, you know, CD players and all that stuff. So what we would do is we would request obscure tunes that we didn't have the albums of. And somebody said institutionalized. I was like, never heard it. So it's going to play. I set my tape player to record it. Pretty you're trying to cut out the talk of the DJ and maybe any commercials that are in sure, there. Sure. And I hit record and I hear this, t- this tune and it blows me away. I've never heard music like this in my life. in my room and I was just like staring at the wall thinking about everything then again I was thinking about nothing and then my mom came in and I didn't even know she was there she called my name and I didn't hear her and then she started screaming Mike, Mike and I go what, what's the matter she goes what's the matter with you I go there's nothing wrong mom she goes don't tell me that you're on drugs I go no mom I'm not on drugs I'm okay I'm just thinking you know why don't you give me a Pepsi she goes no you're on drugs I go mom I'm okay I'm just thinking she goes no you're not digging, you're not just No, no, people don't act that way. I go, Mom, just give me a Pepsi, please. All I want is a Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And she wouldn't give it to me. Just a Pepsi. I, mean, I hadn't either when I heard it. <laughs> She's almost, almost like cadence delivered in talking about stuff that people didn't talk about in music, it's, especially it's, uh, music punk, they played punk, on the radio. Poetry. <laughs> there you go. First of all, it's clearly said that he's in high school, or you know that he Absolutely. lives with his mom. And, uh, you know, clearly these guys probably don't live with their moms anymore is kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, My best interest? How do you know what my best interest is? <laughs> right, sorry, right. folks. But it's, it was formative to me and, and sent me in both directions with punk. Like, it sent me back, and I discovered the Sex Pistols. The exploited, I mean, Circle Jerks, right, stuff like that. It, um, the Sex Pistols are different. Uh, but it's still oh, yeah, that's that, what that's what steered me in that direction. Punk, punk, not yeah. Right. Okay, sure. But this is Southern California's version of punk, and that's what I heard first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I, I, I yeah. yes, I, I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. Totally get it. And, and it was. Steve, I mean, really, you skateboard think, you think... sent me like that direction too. Just that oh, yeah. little board with wheels on it sent me that direction. How about you guys? So what's your feelings on this record? I know it's not it's not the most polished. Well, actually, it's not no, it's not the most polished. It feels like a like a high school EP. It's great. Like it brought me back to like listening to those like recorded mixtapes of like punk bands that I did. And then being like, oh, I'm into this one. And then like, who is that? And then like trying to figure out on like on the handwritten label, like what song you're actually listening to and then sometimes Absolutely. screwing it up and being like going out and trying to figure it out and like we would uh we used to jump down and go to uh to val to 
Valhalla's like for for this kind of stuff. This is when I started exploring like this music. I was I would hop in a, someone's car when I was fifteen, and uh, I was just like, going to ask you how old you were right there. Cruise down to Oak Park and search for stuff. That was cool. That is a legendary uh, record uh, store too. Good God, I mean. When Terry when Terry Hammer from WXRT is talking about it, you know it's legendary. Yeah, yeah, she was a good lady. Yeah, it was very cool. Long True. River. Um, you know, actually, me personally, I was really kind of well. I'm not going to say raised on, but you know, what I was really exposed to was the the American hardcore movement. Okay. Um, and you know. I guess, you know, we all kind of know what that involved, which was, you know, uh, straight up American punk kind of sure. in, in, you know, the second wave of American punk. And, uh, and, um, and to tell you the truth at in 1982, which is when this came out, 1983, 83. Uh, like my listening is still in England and, and, in not southern california but i will Which say it's odd that i would have heard this in is the first version or first yeah i got it like, yeah, i mean it, i mean most of the american hardcore i listened to felt like east coast stuff not like sure absolutely, absolutely. and then and then so i did a little reading whatever i mean reading and music is dangerous because a lot of times you can listen more with your eyes than you can with your ears but sure. um you know so Suicidal tendencies gets notoriety for being uh, a mix of thrashcore and and hardcore. Hardcore being what I listen to, thrashcore sure. being this extremely speed aggressive type of heavy metal. And so we're talking Speed-core. like a derivative of like a British Motorhead or something like that, right? Uh, tendencies. I think in the first album they're throwing everything that they have. And seeing what sticks with people. I think, I think right, you're right. right. I think you're right. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hard. Like, it's going to be fast. You know, like it, it, every other every other song, I'm like, oh, what song is this? Because uh, like I don't I don't actually like institutionalized, but I like subliminal. Like I like there are like other subliminal. songs right. on this album that I really enjoy. say this but fascist pig is awesome i mean that's oh, yeah. just socal punk well and i and i also like i really appreciate the sort of like 
I, I, you know, it's hard. Like, I, I know these these guys were kid. Like, how old were they when they did this? Seventeen, eighteen. They had to be. I was gonna say, kids. like, at the most, I couldn't tell you. Years old. And so, like, I think or I listen 22. to it. I, I listen to it now, and I think about it in like in like the way I would listen to Ween, which is sort of this like satirical, silly stuff. Absolutely. These guys, like, I'm not sure if they're if if it's if it's that satirical was, or if they're it taking it. It's so it emotional, like they're so emotionally heavy that they just have to like let it like just rage out onto this album, which is oh yeah, it's pretty fun. It's teen <laughs> angst. It's teen angst at its finest for sure, <laughs> and laughable it, at this point. It, yeah, it, fascist for sure. like. Yeah, I get, you know, okay. So, so, so give us some East Coast examples that moved you as a youngster from your, like, oh, early man. days of punk. I, I told you that, like, um, or I hinted at in a, in a text that, like, Cham- I, Champaign, Illinois is kind of where I spent my, uh, well, I spent high school there. I, spent, I went to college there, and then I spent some years after college there. Sure. But it had a strong, strong music scene. Like there's absolutely, absolutely, 15, fifteen different bands that were you know scrumming around playing different venues. They were always playing parties because they were trying to raise their rent rent money by you know having keggers. And, absolutely. Uh, and it was just a great, great scene. And it was pretty much hardcore. I mean, it was you know it was it was you know it wasn't. You know, a couple of the bands actually sprung out to 120 minutes, and you know, like Hum. I don't know if you ever heard of Hum. They came from I that. Have. They came I from have. that champagne scene. So did, um, did Material, and we might have talked about this, but did, did Material Issue ever make it down there? Did you ever run into them at all? Uh, did I ever see him down there? Yeah. Uh, no, but that doesn't mean that they might not have been at. Mabel's they, or something like that. Right, they had to have played that on it. I mean, Pumpkins played at Mabel's, didn't they? Yeah, at some pretty point much. But Ma- but thing is, Mabel's wasn't as connected to the university as or its students as you thought they might would be. Um, okay. Mabel's, uh, even though Fish played there in 1992, and I was what? Acro- I was across the street, dude. I knew they were what? playing there. What? Oh, and they threw it down like a 30-minute tweezer that was 1992 style. Yeah. And I, I'm across the street at Murphy's. Wow. Yeah. Shame. For shame. Hindsight, hindsight being 2020, Drew. 
I was at Iowa and they were playing the student union in Iowa and my buddy had played me Punta and he's like, you want to go see them? They're playing tonight. And we were like, nah, let's drink and we'll stay at the kegger. And again, <laughs> down the street, it was probably 92 ish, 93 ish, somewhere oh. thereabouts. Oh, oh well. I so, missed them. So we both happen. missed them. Yeah. Things happen. Things happen. Uh, I forgot where I was. Oh, so you were talking about the scene in Champagne, and it was yeah. mostly hardcore. And, and so, like, well, actually, but like, you know, I'd be hanging out with these dudes, and, um, uh, you know, when I think of '82 punk, I'm thinking of the Clash. I'm thinking of sure. Um, I don't know. Geez, what else was I listening to? Like, the Ramones, of course. At that, nah, point I, I don't really like the Ramones that you much. Weren't into the Ramones, right? Yeah, was, not, not in the. I room. mean, it was the Green Day of the time. Would you not admit, like a poppy no. version of punk? No. Well, yeah, but thing, I think I think like you're getting the times mixed up because like, at no point were the Ramones really popular when I was. You got to admit, you got to remember too. I came up in small towns. I never sure. lived in Chicago, so like you know something like suicidal tendencies usually meant you were about to kill yourself or something <laughs> like that. I mean, you know, if someone starts doing that, giving away all their shit, the whole town knows about it. Robert, did you say yeah. that your parents took that record away from you? No, it wasn't that one. It oh. was, um, that was on a mixtape or a, a recorded tape that I had. So once I heard institutionalized, I figured out what it was and somebody <laughs> had it and recorded it on an audio tape similar to a lot of stuff i had you know i listened you know, to a ton of stuff on a walkman that i knew my sure. mom would hate oh yeah and you know like you you go into your own world and it's fun yeah i mean that's the beauty of a personal yeah. musical Next device tape. or you know i mean in my day it was the transistor radio i mean shit i mean you had <laughs> your own crap. in my day <laughs> <laughs> walk to school uphill well i still walk I, I still walk into drew's garage and he has a train uh, an am radio playing sports radio or, what or, the or, fuck or is wrong with that there's no nothing. there's nothing like listening to the cubs on a transistor radio in your garage on a sun summer day pulling some old style off yeah. freaking i ice. mean if i'm That's working on my car thing. as i usually cutting am. your lawn <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, you know, when I'm leaning over, you know, fix, you know, when I Ren you know, wrenching on your wheels, I'm <laughs> right. I'm wrenching on my wheels, I'm dropping engines. I'm listening to the Cubs game. <laughs> Turning some wrenches, man. Turning some wrenches. You know how it is. Usually changing some headlights. Mm. So, but how much time we got, boys? <clears throat> oh, on this call, uh, minutes. eight minutes. I think. Okay. Mike says four. Okay. Counting down. Mm -hmm. Whatever. What this was else? a blast. This, this this album was a blast from the past, though. Like it, it. Yeah. It's summed up a lot of music that I listened to separately, and like live that I didn't even you know know I was listening to, sure. and then like discovered that I was like, oh yeah, this is 
so much of that <laughs> like all, all wrapped into one which is why this album is so funny to just like because they really do just throw everything they've got and then they're just they're trying to figure out where where they are after it afterwards you or, know, like, or what sticks and in the guitars that's where they like yeah I think the guitars that force them force them into like what they were later because he could play and he had to be I like, mean, all right, come on, guy guys. had lightning he, runs. I mean, right. the, the guy has lightning out. runs. I mean, just absolute, like, you know, that's what makes institutionalized is the fact that the band behind him holds down, a you know, a vamp, and then he is just playing over the top of it, you know, completely. Just shredding. Right. right. You know, and, during one other thing about institutionalized, if, if you take it from a mental health point of view, to show that he, the fact that his mom is so damn crazy – and that's what's making him so crazy. <laughs> like it's a co- like it's right. a yeah. There's, there's it's a reason a, for this. It's, it's a, a codependent situation where they're just crazy on each other. Where it's like I just wanted a Pepsi, and she's screaming that I'm on drugs. <laughs> she wouldn't yeah. give it to me. I just, just wanted a Pepsi, Pepsi, Ma. And uh, you know, <laughs> I th- I thought it was kind of fascinating from that point of view, and probably possibly a, a different way to relate to. Uh, and and I listen to it now to later stuff like you can hear it obviously this band was an influence on like a Bradley from Sublime who I love and many other things oh yeah it you, know, has, you know he listened to Suicide it has, it has when you listen response. to it absolutely, absolutely. which is really interesting to me too what's I don't it? know Drew oh, what's your minute. feeling on Sublime I have a feeling on Sublime another thing you i still love up. sublime yeah <laughs> I'm, i won't listen to like the current r- version of it because that's no, not no. sublime but uh, so i feel like i'm cheating on him for christ's yeah. sake yeah yeah i mean it's still like in rotation yeah right. i've uh afraid i'm uh emotionless so, so you need to listen you need to listen to 40 ounces of freedom it might have it might have too much uh white guy reggae in it for oh. true but there's it's it's done well. Yeah, so I, I just and feel like that's not, what he's gonna say. I like it okay. when you predict what I'm gonna so, say. So another one. All right, throw out another album. Uh, see what I'm I gonna do say. too. <laughs> that's my guess. Well, that's, that's, that's my guess. That's my guess. So what have we listen to we it and then out, and then let's see what what have we thrown out thus far? Sublime. Um, is Mac there? Miller. Mac Miller, right? No idea who uh, that is. Circles, and then what was the other? Circle what was Jones. another one? Well, you'll find Sublime. out. Forty ounces of freedom. All right. Yes. Well, <laughs> you we guys go. will be responsible for <laughs> sending this all to me. Got it. No worries. Done. We'll be recording it sent tomorrow night from ADD from the, well, boy. What are you talking to, dude? <laughs> well, I get it, but yours is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Good point. And this is a good chance to take a break, so we'll be back in just a minute after this important announcement. Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. 
come as close to four as you can. But if you need more or less, that's all right too. Remember, musicchallengepod at gmail.com and you can hear us discuss one of your albums. We are back on the Music Challenge podcast. And, uh, hey, guys. Hey, we just want to reiterate What's that you up? can uh, reach us on Instagram at Music Challenge Pod. And also, you can email us one of your formidable albums. That's formative. One formative yeah. albums. One of your formative okay. albums. Take two. One of your formative <laughs> albums. So, uh, Go ahead and email us that at uh, musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Got it? Or hit or, us up on or Instagram. Email us or for me Instagram, four of them. Or uh, something we should check out now. Something that's just hitting the spot for you right now. Yeah. We, we should be listening to. So uh, back to suicidal tendencies. And say beyond uh, institutionalized, you know, what else should we be listening to on this album? Um, I think Jed mentioned um, Subliminal and uh, um, also, uh, like I said, Fascist Pig, which is crazy, Suicidal Failure, which wraps the whole (laughs) thing up. It's just so disturbing. I saw your mommy, maybe, which is like. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good song. I I saw your mommy is like the ultimate tongue in cheek punk tune. And I like to think, I hope it's, I I freaking hope it's tongue in cheek. Well, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's like, for me, that was equivalent to like listening to Ween play AIDS, you know, like. Absolutely. You you have to laugh at it because it's like just too bad. (laughs) Like. Spinal meningitis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. Like, same shit. Right. And they do it like they do it better than anybody has ever done it. Like, hey, you want some grunge with like a tongue in cheek twist on it? Here it is. And it's going to really sound like grunge, you know? Ween's amazing that way. Yeah. So many people don't like them. I don't know why. It, I guess it blows my mind because Dean Ween's a national goddamn treasure, for Christ's sake. Dean, that dude, that dude, he can rip on the guitar, for Christ's sake. Yeah, can he's a master. 
Master, for sure. I mean, I mean, I'm a person who's not a huge Ween fan, but that's only because really, I just never got introduced to him. You know, maybe, maybe this will change way. your mind. I have no avid, mind to change. I just don't avid, know what the fuck to play. Fisherman, avid fisherman. Like okay. there was a there was a point in time uh, there, was a, there was a show. You could you could like book Dean Ween to take you out fishing, and he'd turn you on to fish. Really? Yeah, there's yeah. a he has a there's a YouTube there's a YouTube channel where like yeah, and I think there was one he's got one one episode where that was uh with Les Claypool, like right. Oh. He's a huge fisherman as well. He's a and, like, huge fisherman. I remember watching a bunch of this stuff. I don't know where it came, like where it was filmed, like where it was produced, because I remember it it was out there for a while and such a weird Worth it in costume. reality. <laughs> Right. Huh. Uh, so this is a tangent about <laughs> about we, Ween. Dean Ween. These are the these are the things we do, and they're good things, guys. Because you all should be listening to Ween too. What better time to dig deep into somebody's catalog than right now during a pandemic? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Deep dive it. What else, what else are you gonna do? Uh, I thought. Uh, uh, here you go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> suicidal failure. What, I thought, what did you make a suicidal failure? I thought it was hilarious because it's he's, great. He's like in his high school voice, and he's talking about how he can't even commit suicide. Right. It's a failure. Right. And uh, it's like better off dead, almost. Kind of, except much oh, more. Totally. Much a lot darker face yes right. yes um better off dead was a very nice little hour and a half comedy uh yeah these guys tentacle I and mean, t big difference do you know the street value of this mountain <laughs> right <laughs> my who brother makes this killer eggnog with lighter fluid <laughs> who is that guy he was, a, he was from revenge of the good white boy yes. being thrown away would right. you a perfectly good white somebody, boy these days? Somebody throwing away a perfectly good white boy. And then there's that crazy like claymation scene. Oh, with, right. at, the, at the burger with joint. Everybody wants some. Man, that movie gets so. Something. It's just so weird. It I love weird. it so much. Dude. That was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like I watched it over and over again. That whole scene with him when he when that French exchange student and him are talking outside the house, and she's like. And he uses every opportunity to put his testicles all over me. And he goes, tentacles. Tentacles. NT. NT. Big difference. <laughs> yes. It's freaking great. I love amazing. that. And that 67 Camaro in that movie, good God. And the, those two Asian twins, one Lane Meyer. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a jewel, folks. It's it a, is. It's a quarantine it jewel. Like, wake up and like open a open a white claw at like eight in the morning. <laughs> watch, right. Uh, watch better watch off. Better off. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, like it's seltzer is, gold, that, is that good? <clears throat> I've noticed everything is seltzer, and I have no that. idea where that came from. And to drink Peru, <laughs> Peru. Yes. <laughs> Weird mom, weirdest mom ever. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is a anything direction. Else? <laughs> is there anything else on the uh, suicidal tendencies front? Uh, no. Guys? 
I think I'm covered on suicidal tendencies. Where did you go to from there? So where I went to. Um, So like I said, I went back to like Sex Pistols, The Exploited, Circle Jerks, um, Public Image, Limited, of course, then spawned out of that. Um, You know, Ramones, I guess, peripherally. um, But a lot of a lot of stuff spawned out of that listening. Oh, Black Flag. How could I miss them for Christ's totally. sake? And then local stuff, like you said, Drew, Naked Raygun. And, oh, yeah. And, and then as I got into high school, I had a friend that was in a local, like, punk, post-punk hardcore band called Gage. We talked about him earlier in another episode. Um, and so that's where that kind of led me. That's where I went from there. Right. Right. Gotcha. So do you, did you uh, stick with the uh, suicidal tendencies much? or No, and I broke off from there again, like two, went to some DC stuff, Fugazi, Job Box, which is amazing, guys. Anybody want to dig into a catalog, dig into Fugazi's catalog. Super well-written music, um, groundbreaking, uh, stuck to their guns too. They own yeah. their own music. And they did for the entirety of their existence. Um, and and did that for a bunch of other bands too. Gave other bands opportunities. Like I said, Jawbox, um, Shudder to Think. That's where the, that all led me. Right, right, right. All right. Well, why don't we wrap it up for this episode? I think Jed had to head out and they. Oh. And here he is. Oh, he He's might back. be popping in Sorry. to say goodbye. Here he is. Oh, it's bedtime good. snuggles. Right? It's kid Family banging, on the, banging on the door of the studio. Come on <laughs> over, buddy. Give me Dead. Banging on the door of Joshua Tree National Park. <laughs> they have no idea. So, uh, all right. We were just wrapping it up. And... Uh, I think we've exhausted the possibilities on this album and uh and uh so uh thanks a lot for hanging in there tonight guys uh it's a long night and uh and we'll see you hey, next time we'll see you next yeah, time yeah we'll, we'll be back with the we're gonna do the slayer thing yeah seasons in the that's abyss right so we have that's review. right let's remind i don't know you. let's remind <laughs> folks Slayer seasons in the abyss. We got to. It's not um, the whole show. Forty, forty. No, just, of just touching base on it. Right. And then we're gonna do Mac Miller circles. I'm telling you, hear that, folks. It's gonna be fun. Maybe not all in one 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 uh, sure. episode, or maybe that'll you be do, an episode. Those three. Do a ten minute wrap. Those three. Those three albums. Three albums. Very eclectic. I It'll tell you fun. what, we'll have the production meeting after the uh, share. Share your ideas, people. And uh, uh, share your do. ideas, what people. Do you think of that, at gmail dot com, and uh, hit the like, subscribe buttons. They'll be hit great. The, oh, Absolutely. four stars, five Please. stars. Yeah, we had a magical Bob, little guy who uh, really hit us, hit us up real nice. So uh, we yeah, appreciate you. you. Leave a review, left a review. Very cool. So, um, all right, guys, take it easy. Um, bye bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. And.